0: If at some point in your 20s, you feel like you're six years old again, lost and alone at the San Diego Zoo, frantically searching for a familiar face, hold tight, you're experiencing a bit of a quarter-life crisis. Stay put, pray a lot, and in no time, someone will call your name across the loudspeaker to tell you where you can be found. All grown up. Hi, everybody. This is Pauline Goni, and you are listening to another episode of the All Grown Up Podcast, where we tackle a secret, a question, a lie that too many of us are believing in our teens, 20s, 30s. And that's the episode for the day. My name is Pauline Goni. I'm the author of books like 101 Signature 20s, 101 Questions You Need to Ask in Your 20s, and my newest book, 25 Lies 20 Somethings Need to Stop Believing. I'm also the creator of allgrownup.com, G R O A N, like you're groaning in pain. I call it Ponderful. it's been up and live for 10 years now on the interwebs, which in internet years, that's like 100 years that it's been alive and kicking, and I'm still going. I'm still as passionate as ever about this time in our lives, this 20s, the 30s, this time where we're formulating who we are, what we're going to do, who we're going to be, what we're becoming, what we're doing, so many questions. Today's episode, we're going to tackle the old quarter-life crisis. Are you experiencing a quarter-life crisis? Have you experienced a quarter-life crisis? Can you expect to experience a quarter-life crisis in the future? How do we figure this out? So in today's episode, we're going to talk about signs that you're going through a quarter-life crisis, why it might actually be a good thing that you're going through a quarter-life crisis, and then how to cure, alleviate, or get the most from your quarter-life crisis. If you don't think a quarter-life crisis is a thing, uh, I can relate. I was the same way. It always seemed like this hyperbole joke. Like, oh, I'm going through a quarter-life crisis. Like, oh, man, you're, you're living out a John Mayer song, basically. You're just speaking in hyperbole. That's how I felt until I was going through one myself, and it lasted for years. But, but what is a quarter-life crisis? Well, here, here's some signs that you might be going through a quarter-life crisis if you're wondering. And if you're wondering if you're alone in this, by the way, I used to have thousands of people that would find my website, allgrownup.com, uh, by Googling, am I having a quarter-life crisis? And they would go to my article, 25 Signs You're Having a Core Life Crisis. It was my most Googled article of all time. And I, I had millions of people go to this article. So if you, again, if you feel like you're alone or, oh, just know this is hyperbole. No one's feeling this way. Well, it's like, no, there's, Google would say otherwise. But what are some signs you're going through a core life crisis? Well, I write this in my book, 101 Secrets of 20s. And uh, I write that if at some point in your 20s, you feel like you're six years old again. Lost and alone at the San Diego Zoo. Frantically searching for a familiar face. Hold tight. You're experiencing a bit of a quarter-life crisis. Stay put. Pray a lot. And in no time, someone will call your name across the loudspeaker to tell you where you can be found. So that's how I set the stage. And I don't know if you felt that feeling at different points in your life where you feel like you're a kid again, lost and alone at the San Diego Zoo. If you've ever been to the San Diego Zoo, you know it's a giant zoo. And I actually was lost for a period of time when I was a kid at the San Diego Zoo. So I guess when I was writing that metaphor, those feelings, the, those fears, that, that just sheer panic when you're looking around for our familiar face. But if I do say so myself, I, I love the way that I put it in the book. Sometimes I even surprise myself with my own writing. I'm not meaning to brag, but but just to to stay put, and in no time someone will call your name across the loudspeaker to tell you where you can be found. Man, I don't know who needs to hear that right now, but that is so true. Sometimes all we can do is stay put, pray a lot, and someone is going to call our name across the loudspeaker to tell us where we can be found. Because really, that's what a core life crisis feels like. It feels like you're alone. It feels like you're lost. feels like you're searching for home again. Well, what are some other signs that you might be going through a quarter-life crisis? And here's some funny and serious ones that I'll I'll read a few of these, but a sign you might be going through a quarter-life crisis is that you glare at your cat or dog as you get ready for work and you say to your cat, gosh, I wish I had your life. When your cat is just sprawled out on the couch just laying in the sunshine and you're looking forward to fighting traffic and going to work and getting yelled at and coming back and grocery shopping. And your cat is going to be in the same exact place soaking up the sun. And you're thinking, man, if I could just be a cat for a day slash year slash decade, I'd be set. Another sign you're going through a quarter life crisis. Am I ever going to feel like myself again? Is something you ask every day. Am I ever going to feel normal again? When am I going to feel normal again? I know a lot of us are asking that right now, whether you're going through a quarter-life crisis or just a pandemic crisis. I think many of us have been asking, when am I going to feel normal again? When am I going to feel like myself again? Another sign you're going through the quarter-life crisis is a Bon Iver song or another sad song comes on and you start crying uncontrollably by yourself or around friends or even in the middle of a coffee shop as strangers hastily usher their children away from you. Move away, honey. Move, move away from the crazy person crying into his cup of coffee. Uh, another sign you might be going through a core life crisis is that visualizing yourself 15 years from now doing your boss's job makes you throw up just a little bit in your mouth. If you're working at a job and you're looking at your boss or you're some superior and you're thinking to yourself, That is the last job that I would want. It makes you feel a little nauseous. Yes, you might be going through a little bit of a quarter-life crisis. Uh, You might be going through a quarter-life crisis if you've moved six times in the last four years. You've had six jobs in the last four years. You've had six boyfriends in the last four years. Six girlfriends in the last four years. Or you've had no boyfriends or girlfriends in the last six years. And you're scared your boyfriending or girlfriending is broken. Another sign you're you, you pay top dollar for a moment of clarity. Your temporary job at Starbucks has lasted three and a half years or whatever temp job that you're just like, oh, I'll just work, work here for a little bit. It's temporary. And now you're five years in. And now another sign that you might be going through a core life crisis is hearing the phrase congrats. You've been promoted is something that you dread. You're afraid of hearing that because that means you're just going deeper and deeper into the job that you never really wanted and now you can't escape from. Uh, You might be going through a quarter life crisis is that you have no idea where to go for answers, yet you're 99% sure a road trip would fix everything. You might be going through a quarter life crisis. Or you might be going through a core of crisis if making a budget is completely debilitating. Thinking about doing your taxes is debilitating. Buying groceries is debilitating. Doing dishes, cooking dinner, looking for a job, calling your mom back, calling your best friend back, picking up the phone at all for anybody who's calling is completely debilitating. So you watch four seasons in a row of, uh, The Crown. That's what my wife and I are watching right now. While you Facebook stock exes and frenemies. You might be going through a quarter life crisis then and, and this could happen in your uh, 18 year old you could 25 35 there's no age there's no there's no time frame around when you might be feeling like I'm going through this quarter life crisis but really it's just this intense time where you're questioning everything where things feel like they're falling apart where you feel like you're going through some sort of crisis and it's intense it's not easy it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel comfortable being uncomfortable is the new Comfortable. That's the new normal. Is just feeling like there is no normal when you're going through a crisis of any kind. But maybe I'd make the I might make the argument that going through a core life crisis is a really good thing because when you're going through a crisis, you're being forced to explore. You're learning humility, perseverance, character. You're growing in all these things, and and, and really, crisis is is normal. Like, it's normal to go through these seasons of intense questioning and feelings of crisis. Like, we all go through those times. So you're not alone if you're going through that. You're Again, millions of people have read and Googled 25 signs you're going through a quarter-life crisis because they're all wondering, what is this feeling that I'm feeling that feels so real and I can't get away from it? And I don't feel happy, but I don't feel sad. I just feel, I don't know what I feel like. But but really, it it, it is a good thing because it's... As you maybe heard me say before, that the first step to exploring is getting lost. All explorers first have to get lost. That's a part of the job description is that you step off the path, you go beyond what the map shows you, and you're lost. And yet, explorers, they they get lost on purpose with purpose, for purpose. So there it's intentional lostness. They have a general sense of where they're going. They just don't exactly know all the paths and all the steps and and the exact direction that they're going to take to get there. But they have a general sense of, hey, this is where I'm going. This is why I'm doing this. It's intentional lostness. And they have other people there with them. They're not usually doing it by themselves, explorers. They they have other guides, other people that have maybe been there before. They can help show them the way. But it's a really good thing because you learn so much about yourself when you get off trail. When you in those times where you're lost, I don't know if you've ever been lost before, but when it's dark and you're alone, if you're in the Rocky Mountains where I live in Colorado and and you're up there and you're lost like it's pitch black, you cannot see your hand in front of your face. And when you're lost, when you're in that sense of I don't know where I'm going and I can't see anything, well, all your other senses come alive your hearing, your your taste, your touch, your smell, like it all becomes so much more alive and you're aware of so much more. You can hear like a little stick cracking a mile away because you're like, is that a bear coming to eat me or is that a deer coming to snuggle with me? You know, those are important things to figure out in the pitch black. But you're aware of all these things in those moments of lostness. And I think the same is true in these moments of crisis. In these moments of doubt and questioning, is that we open ourselves up, either to good things or bad things. But we're in that that kind of humbling, vulnerable state of I don't know what to do. And so, one of the cures, and and let's move towards some of the cures, some of the some of the things that can come out of this, and some of the ways that we can help cure or maybe alleviate or maybe make our quarter life crisis as beneficial as possible. Well, one of those cures could be invite people into the journey with you and, and especially guides. So mentors, uh, parents, pastors, teachers, counselors, people that have been there, done that, have gone before you and who can say, you know what, this will end, like this will end, like we will get through this. And I've been there before. And I, and I love something that Parker Palmer wrote in his book, Let Your Life Speak, and Parker Palmer's been like a mentor to me through his books, just this wise sage who just dispenses wisdom in, in every page of Let Your Life Speak. And if, if you're looking for a good, short, chock full of wisdom book, other than my books, 101 Secreture 20s and, and the like, I'd really recommend Let Your Life Speak by Parker Palmer. And when Park, Parker wrote this in his book, he wrote, When I was young, there were very few elders willing to talk about their darkness willing to talk about their crisis. Most of them pretended that success was all that they had ever known. I thought I had developed a unique and terminal case of failure. I did not realize I had merely embarked on a journey toward joining the human race. So what he's talking about there and what he does in the book, let your life speak is he just opens up and he's vulnerable as this older man and says, here's where I've struggled. Here's where I've gone through. You're not alone alone. Uh, failure is not terminal like you will get through this you just you almost have to just let yourself fall into it you have to marinate in it you have to go through the season the process uh, of crisis you can't just fly through it because if you fly through it and just try to get to some other place that just feels comfortable well then you'll just be experiencing a crisis in another six months or another year when you get back into another terrible job or you get back into another terrible relationship, or you get back into another terrible living in environment, or you start jumping back into those same addictions because you're not going through the process of crisis and asking yourself really good questions and asking yourself, okay, where do I want to go from here? I want to get out of this, but I want to get to someplace better. I don't want to keep going around this same mountain. So that's why having guides with you, mentors, people helping you on the journey is so important as a cure, as a way to alleviate and and make the quarter-life crisis as beneficial as possible. And and I'll make, again, the argument that I feel like it's probably more transition than it is that you're stuck in this crisis and you're never moving anywhere from here, is you are moving forward somewhere and that seasons of transition again, I think are the most important seasons of our life. That it's in those seasons of transition uh, where we learn the most. And so don't just rush through the transition to get to the next important season in your life. Transitions are the most important season in your life. So again, take your time. Let yourself go through the process. Let yourself feel all the feels. Think all the thoughts. Ask all the questions. And then hopefully you'll find some really good, profound life answers that you can build upon in your foundation. Another cure for a quarter life crisis is limit your obsessive comparison disorder. Like limit the amount of time that you're on social media comparing yourself obsessively with everybody else who is doing so much better than you, even though they're not, and they're all going through crisis too, and they all feel terrible, and they're layering, layering on filter after filter after filter after filter so that they can look better than they really feel, and we're all playing this game, and we all just have to stop. Stop the obsessive comparison disorder. Maybe that means you got to take a break from Instagram for a while. Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, whatever. Talk to people, real life. Like look people in the eyes, go sit with some trees, go have a Bon Iver kind of moment and just sit in the woods and pray. You'll get so much more out of that than you will 30 minutes on Instagram trying to cure your core life crisis. It's not going to happen. You're not going to cure core life crisis on Instagram. Unless you're following me, of course, then I mean gosh, I got cures just Every post is a cure. I'm joking, but uh, partially true, maybe. Um, another cure for core life crisis is kill, kill all those unmet expectations, kill, kill all those, crush all those um, supposed tos. You know, all those feelings of like life is not turning out like it was supposed to. I'm not successful like I was supposed to. Uh, I'm, ex- uh, you know, I'm not getting married like I was supposed to. All these supposed tos, crush those. Because here's what I've learned too about obsessive comparison disorder and these supposed tos, is that we're not only comparing ourselves obsessively with with everybody else on social media, we're actually also obsessively obsessively comparing ourselves with these images of what we thought we were going to be like in the future. So when we were in teenager or college, we were thinking about our future. We were like, oh, I'm going to be successful by this age, or I'm going to make this much money by this age. I'm going to get married by this age, have a house by this age. And then when it doesn't work out like we planned, which it usually never does, uh, we feel terrible. So we're actually even obsessively comparing ourselves with ourselves, with our future selves that we're not living by, all these supposed to moments that aren't happening. But also even then we're obsessively comparing ourselves with pictures from the past. Like we're going through our pictures like from three years ago and like, look how happy I was then. Man, I was so carefree. I didn't have a care in the world. Or look how skinny I was then, or look how much hair I had then, or look how much, uh, less gray hair I had then. And I'm, I've got a few of those. If you're watching this on, on video, uh, we gotta, we gotta crush those unmet unmet expectations. Like that's what it feels like in quarter life crisis in your twenties and thirties. It can feel like death by unmet expectations. We gotta let some of those go and just be a peace at it. And, and maybe start reminding ourselves that, you know what, you're right where you're supposed to be. You just can't see it yet. You don't know it yet. And if it feels like you're going through something intense and hard and it's not anything like you planned, well, maybe God is doing that for a reason. Maybe he's preparing you for something so great that you have to train. You have to get stronger. He's got to put you through some of these things so that you'll have the strength to do what he wants you to do later on in life. We don't become stronger by just... Sitting on the couch and everything's comfortable, uh, we become stronger by lifting heavy weights. So maybe that's what we have to—we have to be at peace with that. We have to let some of those unmet expectations go. And then I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this up with a few few more cures, and and we'll and we'll go from there about this core life crisis idea. But uh, engage in a another cure is is engage in a crisis community, and what I mean by that is talk to some good friends. Go to a a group. You know, I have a men's group every Wednesday morning. We meet and we just sit in a circle. and We just talk about our lives because it is so profound and it's so needed and necessary, especially in today's world, to know and to be known, to know and to be known. And that just limits all these feelings of I'm the only one going through this, you know, this lie of I'm the only one struggling when we can sit there and and know somebody else and be known by somebody else, it's so life-giving. And it makes, again, those feelings of crisis, those, those fears and those insecurities, it alleviates a lot of those because now you're in a community and you're really talking about it and you're helping each other, keeping each other accountable, supporting each other as you get through this. So maybe call a friend right now, somebody you haven't talked to in a little bit, like sometimes you have to be willing to go first. You have to be willing to make that call And try to get a hold of people and keep after them. Don't just do it once. Oh, they didn't pick up. I'm never going to call them again. Pursue community. Pursue people. And that will help uh, alleviate those feelings of crisis as well. And then another cure is make sure to ask yourself some really good questions. If you're not sure what questions you should ask, be asking yourself when you're going through uh, transition or feelings of core life crisis, pick up my book, 101 Questions You Need to Ask in Your 20s. And let's be honest, your 30s too. I'm not just doing this as a sales pitch. It That's what the book's for. It's there. I mean, it's 101 questions that you can ask yourself. Questions about your career. Questions about your relationship, faith and purpose. Uh, questions about what does it mean to be an adult and step into the rest of your life. Like, that's what the book's for. And again, we have to start with really good questions. You can't get to profound answers if you're not asking first some profound questions. So take the time. Go through a book like that. I mean, there's other books as well. Find some book that's going to help you guide through this process of asking yourself really good questions about, okay, what do I really want my life to look like? I'm feeling all this feelings of crisis and transition and fear and insecurities. Why? Why is that? What is my anxiety telling me uh, right now? Maybe your anxiety is trying to tell you something about uh, the way that you really want to live your life and you're feeling anxious because you're not living that way. So it's actually convicting you. It's more conviction maybe than it's anxiety. So ask yourself good questions. Don't be afraid of that. Marinate in those questions so that you can get to some really profound answers. And I'll finish this episode with um, something that I wrote uh, and talked about in my my new book, 25 Lies, 20-somethings, need to stop believing. And it's the lie, lie number 23 in the book of what if it doesn't work out? And again, I feel like when we feel like we're going through crisis transition, we're asking ourselves this question where or we're saying, hey, it didn't work out. It didn't work out like it was supposed to. It didn't work out like I thought it was going to. It didn't work out like I planned. Uh, And now I'm crushed. Now I'm never going to try again. I'm never going to do. I'm never going to risk again. We start saying some of these things. Well, I loved uh, this from Conan O'Brien, and I heard him say this in a graduation speech at Dartmouth University. You can Google that and you can listen to the whole speech. But it's, it's when Conan's going through his own, it was probably more of a midlife crisis than quarter life crisis. Sorry, Conan, you were a little bit older when you were going through this. Um, but but he has that moment where he's been training and doing his talk show to take over The Tonight Show for years and years. He's been training, doing The Late Late Show, so he can take over for Jane Leno, right? And then I don't know if you remember, he took over for Jay Leno, finally got The Tonight Show, and then he lasted for like six months. And then they fired him and replaced him with jay leno again and uh so then conan was like an exile and he basically had all his dreams crushed he was in this moments of crisis moments of transition uh all these big questions of what am i going to do with my life uh, i had my dreams come true and then they all got crushed and i don't know where to go from here and so he's talking about this moment of crisis and i love the way that conan o'brien put it he said there are few things more liberating in this life than having your worst fear realized. It is our failure to become our perceived ideal that ultimately defines us and makes us unique. Your perceived failure can become a catalyst for profound reinvention. I love that. Your perceived failure, your quarter life crisis can become a catalyst for profound reinvention. Disappointment will come. The beauty is that through disappointment, you can gain clarity. And with clarity comes conviction and true originality. So again, the people that are making, creating, doing the most amazing stuff, that source of inspiration, that source of perseverance, that source of character, it wasn't just birthed out of nowhere. It wasn't just birthed out of these easy seasons where everything went right, everything went as planned, and it was just them walking into their calling and future just as simply as you'd walk through an open door. No, it's these moments like Conan O'Brien was talking about when you just go into exile, you feel like you're wandering through the wilderness, you feel lost, everything is pitch black dark, you can't see your hand in front of you, but yet all your other senses are coming alive. So sit in it, marinate in it, and I promise you somebody will call your name across the loudspeaker to tell you where you can be found. And maybe that's, what, maybe that's what God wants to tell you right now. So maybe you just got to sit and pray and listen. And listen to what He wants to tell you. Listen to the ways that He wants to encourage you and offer you hope. Uh, offer you truth in your soul and give you that sense of peace that you've been searching for. So you've been searching for that moment of clarity. Well, that clarity's coming. This too shall pass. You will get through this. But it's just a question of, are you going to get through this and jump into another unhealthy situation, another crisis? Or are you going to get through this and take a step towards your meaningful, purposeful future? Thank you, everybody. This is Paulingoni. Goni. This is another episode of the All Grown Up Podcast. If you want to read more about this, Google quarter-life crisis or all-grown-up quarter-life crisis, 25 signs you're going through a quarter-life crisis. Uh, I write about it more in my book, 101 Secrets for Your 20s, is where the signs you're going through a quarter-life crisis came from. Or my book, my newest book, 25 Lies, 20-somethings You to Stop Believing, you can read more about these lies that are fueling these feelings of crisis, uh, and when maybe it's just a lie at the heart of it. Thank you, everybody. Be blessed. Have a great day. And let's take those meaningful, purposeful steps towards our future today.